Prepare to journey back through time, time, time in this episode of Rock and Roll Flashback Podcasts. Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback. I'm Jumpin' John, and we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. On this podcast, I will discuss the English rock band called The Kinks. Ray Davies and his younger brother, Dave Davies, were born in the mid-1940s in London, England. After both learning to play guitar, the brothers formed the Ray Davies Quartet at school with Ray's friend and classmate Pete Quaife and Quaife's friend John Start. In late 1962, Ray Davies left home to study at Hornsey College of Art while still doing occasional gigs with the quartet. At the end of the spring 1963 term, he left Hornsey College, planning to study film at the Central School of Art and Design. The band performed under several other names between 1962 and 1963. The Peter Quaife Band, the Bo Weevils, the Ramrods, and the Ravens. In 1963, record producer Shel Talmy began working with the band and in early 1964, Talmy got them a contract with Pi, spelled P-Y-E, records. The Ravens added a new drummer, Mick Avery, and in early 1964, the Ravens changed their name to The Kinks. Ray Davies has said that the name was coined by Larry Page and referenced their kinky fashion sense. Larry Page said, and I quote, the way you look and the clothes you wear, you ought to be called the Kinks, end quote. The original Kinks lineup was Ray Davies on lead vocals, rhythm guitar, Dave Davies on lead guitar and vocals, Mick Avery on drums and percussion, and Pete Quaife on bass. Quaife was eventually replaced by John Dalton in 1969. The band's first single was a cover of Long Tall Sally, it was released in February 1964, but failed to go anywhere. Bobby Graham was recruited to play drums on the recording. Graham would continue to occasionally substitute for Avery in the studio, playing on several of the Kinks' early singles, including the early hits You Really Got Me, All Day and All of the Night, and Tired of Waiting for You. When their second single, You Still Want Me, failed to chart, Pi Records threatened to cancel the group's contract unless their third single was successful. Influenced by American Blues and the Kingsman's version of Louis Luai, their third single was Ray's You Really Got Me. A slow version was recorded on June 15, 1964 at Pi Studios. However, Ray Davies insisted on re-recording the song with a lean, raw sound. When Pye refused to fund another session, Shel Talmy underwrote the session himself. The band went into IBC Studios on July 15th, recording it in two takes. The single was released in August 1964. Thanks in part to a TV performance on the Ready Steady Go show and 
to extensive pirate radio coverage, it reached number one in the UK on September 19th. It was quickly imported to the U.S. by Reprise Records, and the band was signed by Mo Austin. You Really Got Me quickly climbed to number seven in the U.S. Billboard charts. The ragged, distorted guitar riff and solo on You Really Got Me was played by Dave Davies. David used a razor blade to slice the speaker cone of his El Pico amplifier to create the song's signature gritty guitar sound. Really Got Me has been described as a blueprint song in the hard rock and heavy metal arsenal and as an influence on the approach of some American garage rock bands. The band then recorded most of the tracks for their debut LP simply titled Kinks. The album was released in October 1964, reaching number four on the UK chart. The group's fourth single, All Day and All of the Night, another Ray Davies rock tune using Dave's El Pico M sound, was released three weeks later. It reached number two in the UK and number seven in the US. The next singles, Set Me Free and Tired of Waiting for You, were also commercially successful. Tired of Waiting reached number one in the UK singles chart. The Kinks made their first tour of Australia and New Zealand in January 1965 with Manfred Mann and with the Honeycombs. They headlined package tours throughout 1965 with performers such as the Yardbirds and Mickey Finn. Tensions began to emerge within the band. There was even an on-stage fight between drummer Mick Avery and Dave Davies on May 19th at the Capitol Theater, Cardiff, Wales. Then during the summer 1965 U.S. tour, there was an incident when the band was taping Dick Clark's TV show, Where the Action Is. Ray Davies said, and I quote, Some guy who said he worked for the TV company walked up and accused us of being late. Then he started making anti-British comments. Things like, just because the Beatles did it, every mop-topped, spotty-faced, limey juvenile thinks he can come over here and make a career for himself. End quote. Someone threw a punch. So following their U.S. tour, the American Federation of Musicians refused permits for the group to appear in concerts in the United States for the next four years. This effectively cut off the kinks from the main market for rock music at the height of the British invasion. While in India during the band's Australian and Asian tour, Ray Davies wrote the song, See My Friends. The song was an early example of raga drone music and was very influential on some British musicians. Pete Townsend of The Who was particularly impressed by the song. Released in July 1965, the song reached number 10 in the UK. However, the song was unpopular with the band's American following, only reaching number 111 in the US. The day after their Asian tour, they began recording the album Kinda Kinks. The LP was completed and released within two weeks. According to Ray Davies, the band was not completely satisfied with the final cuts, but pressure from the record company meant that no time was available to correct flaws in the mix. In late 1965, the Kinks released the singles A Well-Respected Man and Dedicated Follower of Fashion, as well as the band's third album, The Kink Controversy. Controversy spelled with a K. 
Session musician Nicky Hopkins made his first appearance with the group on keyboards. The single Sunny Afternoon was the biggest UK hit of summer 1966, reaching number one by knocking off the Beatles' paperback writer. Before the release of the kink controversy, Ray Davies suffered a nervous and physical breakdown caused by the pressures of touring, writing, and ongoing legal squabbles. During his months of recuperation, he wrote several new songs. The band's next album was called Face to Face, and Hopkins returned for the sessions to play various keyboard instruments. He played on the band's next two studio albums as well and was involved on a number of their live BBC recordings before joining the Jeff Beck Group in 1968. Face to Face was released in October 1966 in the UK, where it was well-received and peaked at number eight. It was released in the U.S. in December, but only reached number 135 on the U.S. charts. The Kinks were rapidly declining in popularity in the USA. The Kinks' next single was a social commentary piece entitled Dead End Street. It was released in November 1966 and became another U.K. top 10 hit, although it reached only number 73 in the U.S., Then in May 1967, they released the single Waterloo Sunset. Despite its complex arrangement, the Waterloo Sunset recording sessions only took 10 hours. Dave Davies said that they used a tape delay echo, and it was the first Kinks single that was available in true stereo. The single reached number two in the UK and went on to become one of the Kinks' most popular and best-known songs. Pink Floyd's David Gilmour is a big Kinks fan. Gilmour has said that Waterloo Sunset is his favorite song from the band, and he has said that the song is one of his favorite pieces of contemporary music ever written. It is interesting to note that while Waterloo Sunset is ranked number 14 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time, it completely failed to chart in the U.S., The songs on the 1967 album, Something Else by the Kinks, with English music hall influences, did poorly. The 1967 single, Autumn Almanac, was the Kinks' last entry into the UK Top 10 for three years. In 1968, the group largely retired from touring, instead focusing on work in the studio. As the band was not available to promote their material, subsequent releases met with little success. Though a commercial disappointment, Village Green, the project's original name, was adopted as shorthand for the long album title, was embraced by the new underground rock press when it came out in January 1969 in the U.S., where the Kinks began to acquire a reputation as a cult band. Ray Davies traveled to Los Angeles in April 1969 to negotiate an end to the AFM's ban on the group, opening up an opportunity for them to return to touring in the U.S. The group's management quickly made plans for a North American tour to help try to restore the U.S. popularity. Before their October 1969 return to the U.S., the Kinks recorded another album, Arthur or the Decline and Fall of the British Empire. The tour was generally unsuccessful. The band struggled to find cooperative promoters and many of the scheduled concert dates were canceled due to lack of audience interest. The band added keyboardist 
John Gosling to their lineup just in time for their 1970 comeback. Their May 1970 recording of Lola became a top 10 hit in both the UK and the US. The lyrics originally contained the word Coca-Cola. As a result, the BBC refused to broadcast the song, considering it to be in violation of their policy against product placement. Part of the song was hastily re-recorded by Ray Davies with the offending line changed to the generic Cherry Cola. In concert, the Kinks still used Coca-Cola. The accompanying album, Lola vs. Power Man and the Money Go Around, Part 1, was released in November 1970. It was a success, charting in the top 40 in the U.S., making it their most successful album since the mid-1960s. After the success of Lola, the band went on to release Percy in 1971, a soundtrack album to a film of the same name. The album, which consisted largely of instrumentals, did not receive positive reviews. Before the end of 1971, the Kinks signed a five-album deal with RCA Records and received a million-dollar advance, which helped fund the construction of their new recording studio, Konk, K-O-N-K. However, for most of the 1970s, while Ray experimented with theatrical concepts, the Kinks continued to languish in the charts. After a lull in the mid-1970s, the band experienced a revival during the late 1970s and early 1980s with their albums Sleepwalker, Misfits, Low Budget, Give the People What They Want, and State of Confusion. The hard rock sound of 1979's Low Budget helped make it the Kinks' second gold album and highest-charting original album in the U.S., where it peaked at number 11. The album Give the People What They Want was released in late 1981 and reached number 15 in the U.S. The LP attained gold status and featured the songs Better Things and Destroyer. To promote the album, the Kinks spent the end of 1981 and most of 1982 touring and played multiple sold-out concerts throughout Australia, Japan, England, and the U.S. The tour culminated with a performance at the U.S. Festival in San Bernardino, California, for a crowd of 205,000. Come Dancing was the Kinks' last major hit single. Released in November 1982, by spring of 1983, the song had reached number 6 in the U.S. and number 12 in the U.K., the accompanying album, State of Confusion, was another commercial success, reaching number 12 in the U.S., but like all the group's albums since 1967, it failed to chart in the U.K. The Kinks' second wave of popularity remained at a peak with State of Confusion, but that success began to fade. After 1983, Ray Davies' commitment to writing, directing, and scoring the new work caused tension in his relationship with his brother Dave. The feud between Dave Davies and drummer Mick Avery also reignited and Dave refused to work with Avery. In early 1986, the group signed with MCA Records in the U.S. and London Records in the U.K. Their first album from the new label, Think Visual, released later that year, was a moderate success, peaking at number 81 on the Billboard Albums chart. The band's profile rose considerably in the mid-1990s, primarily as a result of the Britpop boom. 
Groups like Van Halen, The Jam, The Neck, The Pretenders, and The Romantics covered their songs, helping to boost The Kinks' record sales. Other artists influenced by The Kinks included groups as diverse as The Ramones, The Clash, Blondie, and Oasis. Famed guitarists Pete Townsend and Brian May have praised The Kinks' contribution to rock music. Despite such accolades, the group's commercial viability continued to decline. They gradually became less active, leading Ray and Dave Davies to pursue their own interests. The band gave its last public performance in 1996 and broke up in 1997 as a result of creative tension between the Davies brothers. Any hopes for a reunion were abandoned in June 2004 when Dave suffered a stroke temporarily impairing his ability to speak and play guitar. The Kinks emerged during the height of the British rhythm and blues era and were briefly part of the British invasion of the United States until their touring ban in 1965. Nevertheless, the band is regarded as one of the most influential rock bands of the 1960s and early 1970s. The Kinks were active for over three decades between 1964 and 1996, releasing 24 studio and four live albums. The Kinks had five top 10 singles on the U.S. Billboard chart. Nine of their albums charted in the U.S. Top 40. In the U.K., they have had 17 top 20 singles, of which three reached number one, and five top 10 albums. Four Kinks albums have been certified gold by the RIAA, and the band has sold over 50 million records worldwide. Among numerous honors, the Kinks received the Ivor Novello Award for Outstanding Service to British Music. In 1990, the original four members of the Kinks were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as well as the UK Music Hall of Fame in November 2005. They were ranked 65th on Rolling Stone Magazine's 100 Greatest Artists of All Time list. They have two albums on Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. The Kinks are the Village Green Preservation Society at number 384 and Something Else by the Kinks at number 478. They have three songs on Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time 2021 list. Waterloo Sunset at number 14, You Really Got Me at number 176, and Lola at number 386. This has been Rock and Roll Flashback, a look at the English rock band called The Kinks. I'm Jumpin' John McDermott, and until next time, Rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on. Rock on. <laughs>